Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome um, once again out to Tree of Life Church. We are super blessed that you're here. Here's what we believe, that God had a plan for you. I don't know how you got here, who bribed you, threatened you, drug you here, whatever, but it was God's plan for you to be here this morning, so we're excited about what he's going to speak into your heart and your life. Amen? But I know what you're saying right now is you're like, seriously, just two songs, man, that's why I come here. And me too. But anyway, so I was like, so today is Encounter Sunday, so when we look at the calendar and we know that we just don't want to get into routine and just come and go, come and go. And it's too easy to just slip into that, even when it comes to church, that we try and find times to just change it up a little bit. So the fourth, I'm sorry, the fifth Sunday of the month, which happens about four to five times a year, we call Encounter Sunday, when we just want to do things a little different. We just want to provide an opportunity for you, should you choose, just to, to get out of the routine and just press into God a little bit more. All we know to do is create an environment for that. And so we'll talk about that towards the end of our service. So we'll get back into worship and some other things here uh, shortly. So uh, no worries. And I thought, wow, but Pastor Dave's just going to keep going. Someone's going to have to go up there and tackle him. But, uh, you know, I appreciate him being excited about what God's doing in our hearts and lives. Amen. Amen. Uh, so a couple of announcements. You can check it all out on screen. You saw Tree TV, rather. You can get the app. You can go through the website and see how you can be blessed and be a blessing. Uh, just a reminder, uh, as you saw, next Sunday is Mission Sunday. We simply designate the first Sunday of the month as Mission Sunday. We ask all our families to spend time in prayer and see what God would have you do above your tithe to give a little something into missions, whether it be a specific area that's on your heart that we support and do work in, or whether it's just you give in general to missions, local, national, international. And so we want to just encourage you next week to come prepared to do that. And honestly, it would be fun to sit as a family and talk about what that might look like and talk about the different missions that's happening here at Tree. But also the cafe is open with uh, lunch as well on Mission Sunday. In fact, they're going to be making brisket and chicken and great plates to eat and enjoy. You're going to eat lunch somewhere. I know it's good to support the local restaurants, but it's also good once a month to support your local church through your food. All the proceeds, here's the blessing, all the proceeds of the food go into our missions program. And particularly that Sunday, next Sunday, all of it goes into our upcoming trip, June 5th. We leave June 5th for Mexico to our sister church, Arbo de Vida and Leon, Guanajuato, Mexico. And so we're excited what God's doing there. Next week, you'll get a little bit more of a bigger update from India trip. And we're going to look about, look ahead to what's going to happen in Mexico. Uh, my wife's giving me the signal just to let you guys know. Uh, I, I missed something. Let me back up for a second. Uh, the monitor on the front row. And so you... You understand a couple weeks ago that we, uh, our guys just had a great idea because they love cooking. They cooked stuff in bulk and they were selling brisket by the pound and chicken and half chickens and family sides and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be available. So you can plan on next week to get a whole bunch to take home to your family and friends or get a whole bunch and share it here, whatever that looks like. Again, all of it goes to missions. Let me say this about what's coming up in uh, Mexico. Um, Pastor Jeff and I talk probably every week and his church is really just booming. They're, they're over 800 every week now. They, they're having to go to three services at the end of April. They're going to be in three services. That's awesome. That really is. Really, really is amazing. So they get two morning services and they're going to have a five o'clock service. And I said, I'll be praying for your brother. Uh, I'll, I'll wake up from my high holy Sunday nap and pray for you. But so be in prayer for him and we're excited what God's doing. Amen. And don't forget Easter. Easter's right around the corner. So making plans. Amen. 
All right, so I got limited time today, so the other things you can grab online, and we'll give you some more info next week, but turn to Matthew 6 for me. We are in part two of a series called Life in Focus, and there's just something that's been a burden in my heart so far this year, and just God's been just uh, helping me stay focused. It's easy to get distracted with the good or with the not so good, right? I mean, life just comes at you, and, and I think one of the greatest tools of the enemy is just to distract you. I mean, he can't hurt you, and he tries to bring things into your life, and it is what it is, but he has no power over you, but what he tries to do is to get your focus off of God and onto the things happening around about you, just to be real honest. And so um, we're going to look at that this morning, really the whole course of the series, and today we're going to look in this passage of scripture. If you weren't able to come last week, I'd encourage you to go back and watch it on the archive, but part two today, let's start looking at Matthew 6.31. Probably most of us are familiar with this passage, but let me kind of tie it all together. We're talking about where your focus is. So here's what Jesus says, Matthew 6, starting at verse 31. He says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Let me stop right there, because we have to stop right there and just say, thank you, God. I just want you to know today that that's worth the price of admission today. Let me tell you, God knows what you need. He knows what you need before you need it in a greater capacity than you even know. God knows what you need. That should be encouraging to you. Probably multiple times every day, I remind myself of this scripture. In fact, you need to write down Matthew 6.32, and you need to just remind yourself throughout the day, God knows what I need. God, you know what I need. Sometimes we spend a lot of our time just trying pleading and begging with God, trying to let him know what we need. I want to give you assurance today, God knows what you need. Sometimes we don't receive his provision. It's not because he doesn't know, but it's because our lives are not in line with his life. And it tells us in this passage of scripture, but we need to understand sometimes what we perceive as a lack of provision on God's part is a lack of prioritization or focus on our part. God knows what you need. He's not holding anything from you. He just needs you to get in line with what he's trying to do in and through you. In fact, he goes on to say this then in the next verse. Jesus says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, not your kingdom or what you're doing or what you want to be done or who you are. And all these things will be given unto you, the things that you do and pursue. In other words, if your heart's lined up with his heart, your plan with his plan, your thoughts with his thoughts, he'll provide the things that you need that he knows that you need, and you won't have to chase after them like the rest of the world. So the Bible says, but you got to get an alignment there. You got to keep your focus on the things of God. Verse 34 says this, so therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, before we go on, we're going on into chapter 7. Now, understand in the Bible that through man's interpretation, man put chapter and verse in there just to help us find things or to un- and maybe even sometimes to understand it. But it doesn't mean that it, that it was two separate thoughts. And I believe this passage and what we'll read in chapter 7 is a continuous thought. And you'll see why in just a moment. So let's start, switch over now. The next verse would be chapter 7, verse 1. And this scripture is for all those who are doing things they know they shouldn't be doing, but they like to quote this. Do not judge, right? Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Goes on to say this. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? 
You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye to which now you're saying, are you sure this is a continued thought? Hang in there, it is, I promise. It goes on to say this in, in chapter, I mean, sorry, verse six. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be open. We need to live a life of focus because the reality is maybe the only thing, the only thing in life that we really have control over is our focus. There's a lot of things in life, obviously we know this, that we cannot control circumstances, people. Sometimes we just have no control, it seems like over most of our life, but I believe that there is one thing that we should always be able to control if we learn how and commit to it is our focus. And I believe that many times that we fail in life and it's, it's not because of a loss of strength, a loss of money, a loss of friends, or even a loss of love, but I believe it's because of a loss of focus. See, and it's not just about you as per se an individual. I think a lot of problems that we see in, in marriages is not a loss of love between one another, it's a loss of focus. I believe a business can lose its focus and they're not perform well. I believe a church can lose its focus and not do what God's called it to do. I believe a family can lose its focus and miss why God's put them together, a couple, and on and on and on it goes. I believe a lot of times our failures in life are not because of a loss of something, but a other than focus, rather, or a lack thereof. And, and it's important for us to understand that God's not going to support or bless what we're doing if it doesn't line up with what he wants us to do, if we're not focused on what he's doing. So sometimes what we call failure is really broken focus. And so if you ever thought about what happens, and I think about this all the time as I talk with people, let's just go to a very simple example of this. When we give our heart to Christ, for those who have given their heart to Jesus, I got saved, I hear things, and I, in my own life, a long time ago, I got saved as a kid, I, I got saved, I gave my heart to Jesus, or God totally changed my life, and things were amazing, and then what happens? Life happens, and then challenges happen, and it's easy for you and I to get to a point where we lose our focus. It's not that we've lost our love, and chances are, anybody that knows Jesus as Savior and Lord, we go around this room, and everybody would say, oh, I love God. But I'm walking this out and this is so overwhelming to me and really the reality might be we haven't lost our love for God, we've perhaps lost our focus for the things of God. It's one thing to be saved, it's another thing to live as you're saved, right? Right? Come on, it's one thing to be married and it's another to live as you're married. See, because a lot of us in our marriage, it's not this, you haven't lost that loving feeling, you've lost focus. Because we spend all this energy and all the excitement to get married to find that one, but then we forget about being that one on the other end of that, right? It's just the same thing a lot of times on our walk with God. We just simply lose our focus and we need to make sure that we get our focus back and keep it where it needs to be. And we have to make sure that we are doing those things every single day. And actually when you look in this passage of scripture, as I said, it really touched on a number of issues, but yet all of them deal with focus, I believe, because at both ends, we began with this, seek first his kingdom, and we ended with ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find. So at both ends of these things packaged in there, the sandwich, if you will, the bread, is talking about your focus, and then he deals with the meat of it, if you will. So Jesus speaks on several different subjects, but each of those deal with our focus, and focus can be easily broken or misplaced. And so again, uh, you know, just look at, uh, look at our life, and we understand that in so many areas of our life, we simply have lost our focus, and perhaps in many of them. And isn't it true that we learn how to stay 
Uh, we learn how to find something, stay focused long enough to find something, but then something happens after the fact, and we allow our focus to drift other places. But regardless of where you are in your walk with God, it requires a certain amount of focus. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Focus on what he's doing, who he is, and then his promises. He'll add those things into our life. And so let's take a look at the text, Matthew six thirty four. Here's what he says. Matthew six thirty four. remember this. He said this, therefore... Do not worry about tomorrow. Don't focus on tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And what he's, he's telling us here, when he's talking about focus, he's trying to get our focus onto the now, the today. Now, not, not that tomorrow is not important, but it certainly is important, and, but it can be a distraction from today. Because the truth is, here's what we talk about a lot of times. We talk about not living in your past. Right, especially in January. Don't bring your past with you, and it's dangerous to live in your past. Don't live life looking in the rearview mirror, and don't let your past hold you back. And, and there's a lot of that that's so true and, and important for us to understand that principle. But we also have a tendency, and we have a tendency to bring the past into our present, but we also have a tendency to focus on tomorrow. So Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. It's important that we don't wish away today longing for tomorrow. I mean, that's just as dangerous as bringing your past into your present. It's important for us to understand the moment and keep our focus because tomorrow to us is so exciting. Tomorrow to us is almost like a fantasy. fantasy. Nothing's happened yet, and, and the sky's the limit. We can have anything tomorrow. We can do it because it hasn't happened yet today. And we can wish our, our, our today away and try and grasp at something that's not even happened yet. Hey, tomorrow's a wonderful place, and it's a wonderful place to visit in your mind. It's totally imaginary because nothing's happened yet. And it can bring hope into the present. And you need a vision for the future. And you need to plan ahead. But you can't live there. And it's so tempting because it's so freeing from my current reality or my current struggle. And we love tomorrow. And that's why we sing tomorrow. Tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. And it sounds really good and it flows really good, but you notice nobody ever sings today. Today. That doesn't even sound, I mean, I don't sing it. That doesn't even sound, that doesn't even flow well. Because here's how we'd write the rest of it. I hate you today. I wish you would go away. But tomorrow, tomorrow. And so we wish away today and Jesus says, don't lose your focus, I got you today. I got your todays. And we live our life wishing away our tomorrow. So don't miss the focus on tomorrow, but focus on today rather and make sure because you can't live in your tomorrows, but you're living today. In fact, your tomorrow doesn't get here until you go through today. So tomorrow is something that we can't wish our way our today for. So it can't be, it can't be like that. And we live this way because I'll get paid tomorrow. They're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> I get married tomorrow. They won't be in diapers tomorrow. I'll be an empty nester tomorrow. <laughs> it's about focus, and the only way tomorrow to tomorrow is through today, so you have to live here and focus here. It can't be if I only had a raise, if I was only married, if I wasn't sick, if I only wouldn't have had this happen or they wouldn't have done this, and Jesus says, I know what you need. You don't need them out of diapers for it to be better. You don't need to be married for it to be better. You don't need the other job for it to be better. You don't need them, that person, for it to be better and fulfilling. He says, I got you right here. I got you right now, right where you are. I know what you need right now. Don't worry about it, he says, so don't judge. And you thought that was just random placement on that scripture. 
So look at, at chapter 7, verse 1. He says this. He says, don't judge. What are we, I thought we were talking about focus. Yes, it's exactly what we're talking about. So he says, don't judge or you too will be judged. Where's your focus? For in the same way you judge somebody else, you'll be judged and with the measure you use will be measured unto you. Why do you look at the speck and sawdust in some, uh, uh, someone else's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. Focus on you. Then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You control where you put your focus. And here's what Jesus is saying about your focus here. He says, you have the ability to magnify whatever you choose to magnify. And Jesus said, you can make a little speck in someone else's eye a huge thing. Or in other words, Jesus says, don't walk around like this. You choose. What you magnify is bigger. But here's the thing. In order for me to see the speck in somebody else's eye, I got to be where? Close. I can't see that from the stage, but I got to get close. And I'm so focused on you and what's going on in your life. And I'm missing what's happening in my life. Jesus says, don't lose your focus. Don't we focus on what they're doing and who they are and how they've wronged you or what you have and what you don't have. And see, here's the thing. We focus on what we don't have and Jesus focus on what you do have. If we want to focus on the conflict and Jesus focus on the cross. We want to focus, well, it wasn't for them. And Jesus says, well, what about me? If it wasn't for me, where would you be? Hey, whatever you magnify gets bigger in your life, good or bad. Good or bad. And Jesus saying, hey, don't lose your focus. Quit focusing on the bad. Quit focusing on what other people say are done. It doesn't matter. I got you. I know what you have need of. So keep your focus where it needs to be. You choose what you magnify. What you magnify, you get more of. So focus what you decide, you, fo- you decide what you focus on. What you focus on, you get more of. Hey, listen, let me say it this way. If you, anything, if you, the Bible says seek and you'll find. If you're looking for something negative and bad, you're going to find it. If you're looking for something good, you're going to find it. And let me just tell you, if you're a visitor here or coming here and checking out Tree Life, man, thank you for coming back. But if you're looking for something bad here, let me save you the trouble. You'll find it. Because I'm an imperfect pastor leading an imperfect staff, leading a church of imperfect people in pursuit of focusing on a perfect God and his perfect love. And, and if you're imperfect, then this is the perfect place for you. Right? So what are you focusing on? Because what you seek, you will find. In life, in marriage. It's the same way in our relationship. You remember, we, we lose our focus. You remember when you were leading up to getting married and ladies, and he was so wonderful, and I said this before, and, and you're focusing on how, how laid back. You're magnifying it. How laid, he's just so laid back. That's so wonderful. Can I tell you, ladies, laid back is actually code for lazy? You'll find out one day. Because now you focus on how lazy he is because it become, you focus on something your focus was. He's so great. You magnified his laid backness. Now years later, all of a sudden you're tired of that. And now you're focused on he's lazy. And guys, listen, remember when you're talking to all your buddies before you married her and you're saying, oh, she's got it all together. She really has things in control. And I really like that about her. Let me tell you, that's code word for she's controlling. <laughs> and you focus on how she's got it all together right now. But later you're going to focus on how controlling she is if you lose your focus on what it's supposed to be on. But here's the thing. Whatever you focus on comes bigger in your life. Whatever you've lost, if you choose to magnify it, you'll live there. Whatever you lack, if you choose to magnify it, you'll live there. Whether people are doing to you, saying to you, whatever's happening to you, if you magnify it, you'll live there. If you magnify what you don't have, 
you'll live there. Where's your focus? Jesus is trying to get our focus back on where it needs to be. So sometimes you have to put down the magnifying glass. That's just the truth of it all. And he goes on to say this. If we can go back to uh, that scripture there. Let's look at verse 3. I think 713. 7-3. Actually, if we can. Yeah. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to a plank in your own eye? See, sometimes you lose your, your, your focus on the wrong thing. But here's what he says. He says, you need to look at, you need to pick up one of these. Put the magnifying glass down and pick up this. Here's the tool to keep your focus where it should be. Hey, it starts with me, God. My focus is on what's wrong out here and what's wrong with everybody else. And God says, oh, no, no, focus on you. Work on you. Work on being who I've created you to be. You can't change anybody. You can't change circumstances, but you can change you. And you focus on you. That's what he's saying. You can focus on that and somebody else, or you can focus on, pick up the right tool and keep your focus in the right place. Where's your focus? Because you need to focus on you, and that is so, so important. So important. Here I am, Lord, it starts with me. The truth is none of this works if you can't focus on the fact that he loves you. See, you see, you have to focus on you being whole and not their lack. You need to focus on the love God has for you. You need to focus on you being fixed. See, when you focus on God's love for you, you'll love others. In fact, Matthew 22 Chapter 22, I think verse 37 through 40 says when the, someone's asking, he says, hey, sum up the whole Bible. He's asking Jesus, sum, sum up the, how we're supposed to live. Just give it to me, one, one, one commandment. And Jesus says, okay, here it is, the one commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And then he says, well, hold on a second, that's not it. Let me give you another one. Well, I've only asked for one, but yeah, but you can't separate the two. The second is like the first, and it's love others as yourself. You know, you can't love others if you don't love yourself. And you can't really truly love yourself unless you love yourself with the love of God. Or see yourself the way God sees you. So where's your focus? So it's important for you and I to understand that because that's how we live our life. You can't love others if you can't love yourself. And you can't love yourself without knowing how much God loves you. No matter what you've done and who you are. Focus on the love God has for you. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Where's your focus? Focus on today, right now, this moment, right now here at Tree Life. And that's why we have Encounter Sundays. Because it doesn't matter what's happening in your life or where your focus has been in that moment. We're going to put our focus now where it needs to be on God. Or we're going to create the environment or the opportunity for you to do that. It's up to you whether you do or not. And magnify. We're going to magnify God. We're going to magnify the cross. We're going to make him bigger than our problems. We're going to make the cross bigger than our conflict. We're going to make God bigger than our problems. And we're going to hopefully look into his face. Because that's what an encounter is. Encounter is face to face. And we'll see him for who he is. And therefore we'll see ourselves for who he's created us to be. Sometimes we get in those moments of routine and we lose our focus. And here's what we're going to do in encounter time. Matthew 7, 6 through 11. Let's go there. Let me finish with this. It says this, verse 6. This is interesting. This is a continuation. It says this. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear them to pieces. How is that with focus? Listen, don't lose focus on who God's created you to be. And let me tell you this, ladies. Don't give yourself away to the dogs and the pigs. Come on. Focus on who God's created you to be and what he has for your life and don't give it away. In fact, some of you need to get the phone out right now, pastor permission, and you need to text that, God forgive me, dog or pig, and you say, I want my pearls back. My focus is back where it should be. And I was focusing where it shouldn't be and I gave away what I shouldn't have given away. I want my pearls back. He's talking about focus right here. You got that, right? And then he goes on to say this in verse 7. Then he goes, say, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. For everyone, say everyone. 
for everyone who asks what? Receives. Are you willing to ask? And the one who seeks what? Are you willing to seek? And to the one who knocks what? The door will? Where's your focus? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to create a moment. We're going to create an environment. Should you choose to do that? It's what we're doing today. But listen, in case you don't really believe that because your focus has been off for so long, let me add a couple more scriptures in the story to encourage you as we enter into encounter. Look what it says in verses 9 and 11, a continuation. Which of you, if you ask your, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then... Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Come on, somebody. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? If you believe anything today, believe that, that God is a good God, and he's just waiting for you to pour himself into your heart and your life. But where's your focus today? And maybe it has been a hundred other places as it can be because of the enemy in the world we live in today. But right now, in this encounter moment, we are purposely, intentionally creating an environment for you to put your focus back where it needs to be. And do so confidently. And do so with expectation, because right here it said that he, whatever you ask or how much more. That's who we've come to be with today. See, it is an imperfect pastor leading an imperfect staff, leading an imperfect church in pursuit of God's perfect love. Let's focus on that, no matter where we've been, what we've done. But here's where it all begins, the starting point before we move any farther, is for those who do not know Jesus as Savior and Lord, right now, in this moment, is time for you to give your heart to Christ. See, all you need to do is ask and you'll find him. He's knocking on the heart of your door. All you can do is open the door to your heart, and there he is. And maybe you've been in church your whole life, or maybe you've been around church or people or God or whatever you would consider your whole life. But listen, today, if you ask, you will find him today. He will come in and be with you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.